0: This is the Taco Boat Wellness Podcast. My name is Courtney Handelin, And I am Tasha Schultz. We are your health and wellness coaches at the Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness Center.
1: Courtney and I met at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. so Pointers! Where we worked and studied together.
0: Over the years, we've remained friends and are thrilled to be working together again. We can't wait to share our wellness knowledge and coaching experiences with you. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Taco Boat Wellness Podcast. This is episode number 13. My name is Courtney. And I'm Tasha. And we are the health and wellness coaches at the Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness Center. And we are really excited to bring today our final episode of our Love the Earth, Save Your Money series. Um, and in this episode, we are talking about our personal tips for just living a more sustainable life. Um, And so we already talked about recycling, we talked about green cleaning, we talked about some gardening, composting, lawn care stuff with other experts. And these are are just our own things that we do or have found helpful um, in our own lives. And Tasha, I found some shocking statistics and it shouldn't have been that shocking because I've seen these numbers before. We've seen these numbers before in classes, right? um way back when we used to go to school <laughs> it doesn't seem that far back it does and it doesn't right yeah like college right i miss those days who doesn't? doesn't i know oh, you're <laughs> great yeah you can sleep in and then you go to class and then you go hang out with friends and maybe you go for a walk you go play frisbee you go to a fitness class maybe you do some homework and you go to the library and hang out with your friends you sound like a great student for a for a project. project yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm paint, trying to paint a good picture for That's our good, young listeners. Good, good
1: impression. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, so we've we've seen these numbers before. We know what they look like. But I have to say, every time I see them, it's still shocking. Um, so I'm going to read this little tidbit, this fact. Um, and it is from the FDA. Um, so in the United States alone, so this is just the United States. And I'm sure it's, it's probably not as bad other places. But... Um, keep that in mind that this is just local Um, food waste and looking at food waste that is estimated to be between 30 to 40 percent of our food supply is wasted isn't that crazy That makes me so sad isn't it so sad it's terrible but I mean really if you think about like your own kitchen I mean how many times do you have leftovers that didn't quite get finished and you have to throw them out or you know, a couple produce items that you didn't stay on top of and you have to throw them out. Um, yeah. So that's terrible. Um, but then it goes on to say, um, so 31 percent of that food waste, the loss is at the retail and consumer levels. So that means some happens at the grocery store. Right. Um, or like restaurants, et cetera. Um, and then so a lot happens at our at our own homes. Um, and this was a study that was done in in two thousand and ten. Of course, with all that food waste, there's a lot of money, a lot of money that is also thrown out the door. Um, and they've also done found in these studies that food waste is the single largest category of material that's placed in municipal landfills. So most of what people are throwing out is food. And that obviously is, not only just a waste of money in food that we have but that's nourishment that could have helped to feed other families that's also like water and energy and labor labor that was all went into produce that food and now that's essentially wasted so it's just really a downward spiral from there
1: wow and what a waste of space too so basically you're saying a third so 31% of all the landfill contents are from food waste. So we can, if we we all improve a little bit, uh, be a bit more sustainable in our living, um, more recycling and reducing and reusing, then hopefully we can Mm -hmm. decrease that percentage Mm -hmm. and take up less space.
0: Yeah. So our challenge to you listeners is how can you personally work to reduce your contribution to that waste. And you know no one no one is perfect. Tasha and I are not perfect. We're here to share our ideas or like things that work well for us. But this is obviously like on a good week I do this and this works really well. Um and on a really good week we might have a couple of these things. So we're not here to be saying that we do all these things all the time and we're so awesome um maybe Courtney is <laughs> but not me <laughs> uh, I mean some days I, I was really excited putting this list together and I did feel good of like okay I'm doing a lot of things but it's still not enough because there are still weeks where you know Sunday comes around or whatever day I'm taking the garbage out and there's stuff that ends up in the garbage
1: I do the best I can, and we're encouraging you to do the same. Yeah. So, Courtney, do you want to kick us off with some of your first steps with um, making meal plans and grocery lists to not yeah. try to buy more than you need?
0: Right. Sure. So that you just hit it off right. You basically stole my thunder. Thanks a lot. No. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. That's what I'm here for. So, yeah, I think that first step is really reducing how much you purchase and bring in. And so therein lies the the meal planning that we're always talking about. Um, making a grocery list and, and trying not to buy more than you use. And that even comes to the healthy things. Um, it, you know, if you you might have good intentions and go to the store and spend all your time in the produce area and you're buying tons of fruits and vegetables and that's great, but you also have to think of like, what does your week look like? Are you gonna have time to, to cook and chop and, and use all those before it goes bad? Do you want to talk about some tips that you have that you do for preventing it from going bad? Yeah. So we're talking about bringing in
1: less food. So not overbuying um, produce and groceries when we're at the store. And so as you were saying, Courtney, I just thought back to when I was a kid and, um, you know, with maybe our listeners can relate to this too. If you have kids of your own, um, maybe, you know, say that their eyes are bigger than their tummy. My dad would always say that to me whenever I would put food on my plate, whether it was for dinner or if we were with family or out some were doing something um i was notorious for not being able to finish my plate and um you know and then there's that food waste right and maybe sometimes as parents you might Eat your kids' leftovers, maybe not if you're if you're trying to um, you know to, to stick to your healthy eating plan that is likely different than what your kids are eating. So that will result in food waste if your kids are like I was, um, and their eyes are bigger than their tummy. So applying that to the adult grocery shopping, I'm thinking of when I go to Costco and you know, all those other bulk grocery mm-hmm. stores. That are so great for the convenience and price, you know, for what the the quantity of what you're getting. But um, like we hear all the time from our clients, it's you know not only not not only more expensive sometimes to buy healthier food, but then it's like a double-edged sword, right? When you buy more expensive, healthier, higher quality food, and then you don't use it, then you're losing more money too. You're wasting more more product and more money. So some tips to how to minimize that waste and live more sustainably whether you're getting um, extra if you are over buying you know produce and groceries from a, a bulk um, big box type store um, or no matter how they end up in your house we like to use vegetable scraps to make um, soup stock so instead of buying pre-made uh, you know chicken or vegetable stock um, you can make your own and it's like, we, we joke, but it's true. You can Google anything, you know, that yeah. there's a, there's an app for that. There's a, a Google recipe for that. So if you are finding yourself having a lot of vegetable leftovers before they go bad and you can't quite get to all of them, look up online, a, a soup stock recipe, chances are you'll be able to use, um,
0: those veggies up
1: before they go bad and, and reduce waste that way.
0: Yeah. And I even just like it, and certain vegetables are better to have plentiful in your soup stock, versus than other ones tend to make it more bitter. But if I'm if I am like cutting up vegetables for dinner, or even just like fresh vegetables to have for snacks and whatnot, um, I usually ha- I pull a bag out of the freezer that's like a gallon size bag, and then I also got my little bin that's going to go to the compost. And the stuff I want to save goes into that bag for the freezer, and then some stuff goes to the compost. Um, But then once that bag is full, so like, you don't have to be like, I don't have time to make soup stock today too. You just wait until you've got that gallon size or even bigger freezer bag full, and then you make the soup stock once that's full. So you can just be adding a little bit each time. And then again, there less waste is going to the landfill, less food waste. Um, I know we talked about composting before, but that definitely helps me to feel a little bit better about some of that like produce waste. whether it's just like the ends and stems sort of thing, or if it's something like bad before I could use it. Uh, at least I know it's not going to the landfill. I liked the tip that you gave in the last
1: podcast episode that we released with uh, composting and talking about how to preserve and, and keep, like you said, those frozen bits, kind of the odds yeah. and ends before you put them in their final destination, whether mm-hmm. it's your compost bin or in this case, yeah, filling up a gallon size bag of mm-hmm. uh, vegetable um scraps to make your soup stock so in the meantime yeah so many of these things can be frozen we just
0: forget i i I forget you know you don't do it in time
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah but you're not in the habit it might be a new transition and you know a new habit to get in the routine of doing so um you know i I always tell everyone and i do this myself make little reminders write yourself a little post-it note stick it on the fridge you know and say um, put, you know, leftover kale leaves or celery yeah. bits or carrot bits into freezer storage bag for, for vegetable stock recipe.
0: Well, and I think too, again, it's building that habit, but I think as you get into the habit of like, okay, I'm buying kale because I'm making the soup or the salad, but I'm not going to probably use the whole bunch that comes with it at one time. So then also thinking, okay, how else can I use this throughout the week? And then I like to have again, on my good weeks, right? So it doesn't happen all the time, but I like to have in mind a certain day of like, okay, if I don't end up using it by this day, then this is my like freezer plan, right? Where it's like cutting it up and either it goes in the, into the um, bag for making soup stock, or I'm going to cut it up in some way that I can use it in a meal later. And people always get, um, maybe you, maybe you'll be able to add some, something in here, but a lot of times people will ask me like, well, isn't it going to lose a lot of its like nutritional benefits if I just throw it in the freezer? Or like, should I blanch it first? Or, you know, all those different things. And what I like to say is, what's going to be the easiest for you? And sometimes it's experimenting, because if you're not going to take the time to, like, let's say steam it and then freeze it, and then it's just going to go to waste, you're probably better off just like chop it whatever the thing is chop it up put it in the freezer and label it as such and then you're still getting some nutritional benefits and some fiber from that maybe it wasn't as high as it would have been if you ate it right when you brought it home or as high as it would have been if you did some proper way to preserve it but you still didn't waste it and you're still getting something do you agree with me on that (laughs) absolutely that's
1: what yeah that's an age-old question that People ask us, "Is yeah. well,
0: isn't you know,
1: fresh whatever anything better than frozen?" And the answer is, "Yeah, of course, fresh is best." That's what we say. However, um, if you're getting you know frozen berries or vegetables or whatever um, versus maybe not getting them at all, mm-hmm. that's better than nothing, you know. Yeah. So getting that yeah. in its in its frozen form um,
0: is is way better than not at all. Yeah, and yeah right and however you freeze it whatever at least you froze it and you saved it now you can use it as opposed to going and just being wasted for sure and and some vegetables are actually like they're some some produce is fresh like a couple days after it sits in your fridge or should say it's most nutritious and some stuff it's most nutritious like you have to eat it that day you brought it home so I just think like people get all caught up in that like fresh versus frozen and, and all that stuff. And there's so much else going on that I think people don't even realize. And I just feel like it's not worth worrying about whether you should eat your broccoli raw or steamed, like just eat the broccoli. Exactly. <laughs> yes. One, However you it because then it doesn't go to waste. Yeah. So,
1: and that's just, we were focusing a lot with vegetables there, but that yeah, applies right. to fruit too. Fruit, and, fruit. and I think mm-hmm. fruit is maybe a bit more versatile in the sense of, where it can be reused. So like fruit itself or fruit peels um, and cores, you know, any part of a fruit can be used to infuse water. I think that's probably a pretty common one, but maybe again, that's not something that we do um, as often as we could. So if, I mean, and I'm looking over at my desk right now, I literally have a container of mixed berries that I got from the store and it's okay. Sometimes we get things from the store. This is a perfect example of, you know, buying and taking home things that we might not use. And instead of having this container of berries I got from the store, it looked good. I got it open and having it for a snack, you know, here at work today and it's okay. And there's maybe a I would say a good handful of berries in this container that I won't end up eating because it's, they looked fresher than they taste. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's happened to all of us. So I will probably be dumping them in my, my water pitcher when I get home and just letting, you know, them kind of infuse the water and, and give them a few hours to sit in there Mm -hmm. overnight and then um, maybe put them in my compost bin in the morning. So that's better than just tossing them container and all, you know, right Right. now. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure.
0: Um, so obviously we talked about at one point like throwing things in the freezer to use for smoothies that's a good idea um i've also played around with dehydrating things and that you know like you i have a dehydrator um that was actually my grandpa's and it still works it's pretty old yeah um so i i have that benefit but i've seen recipes where you can dehydrate things in the oven pretty easily just Mm -hmm. cook it really low for a long time but that can be a good way you know I guess you don't want to do it for just like three strawberries (laughs) but um (laughs) if you have if you buy in but have too much fruit or even vegetables that that would be a good way my mother-in-law actually and father-in-law they had an abundance of tomatoes last year and usually they would can them for whatever reason they decided to dehydrate them this this past year um last spring some i guess it must have been summer late summer and they made spaghetti sauce then with some of those dehydrated ones they obviously took up less room they had like a freezer like what, if, what do you call those packaging things where it like sucks the air out like a vacuum yeah seal. that vacuum mm-hmm. seal so then they're in a freezer or wherever so they take up less space than mm-hmm. jars but she also said that it made the spaghetti sauce was like way more flavorful when she like reconstituted those. Yeah. Um. But another good thing on that, both with fruit or vegetables, freezing. them, um, You know, if you don't want to infuse your water with it today, like if you have handful of strawberries and you, but you could chop them up, put them in ice cube trays, add the water, and then use them. That would be a fun thing to do for like the summer. Kind of. If you have a a, a small gathering, to Berries in your ice cubes in the water.
1: Yeah, that's my favorite if I had to pick one area and keep in mind you guys You know, we're going through a lot of different topics and examples right now So not to overwhelm just pick one thing that you can do and mm-hmm. focus on to implement into your routine um, you know to to make your um, life more sustainable and, and you're uh, Reducing your waste a bit more in your eating and living. So what what you said with the freezing fruit i think that's probably the one area that i've improved on the most because i've been really focusing on that it's easy for me to throw um fruit like i said it's it maybe a bit more versatile than than some vegetables um depending on what kind of fruit you have we have a lot of berries in our house usually so you know as they're getting kind of soft and sad i like to call them yeah. um if i can't find a use for them right away like eating them or putting my water pitcher, then I'll throw them in the freezer. And then, yeah, they're great because you don't have to use ice cubes. They're like little frozen yeah. berry chunks, right? Yeah. And you can put them in a yeah, an ice cube tray and a popsicle and a smoothie. You can blend them yeah. up later in a different recipe. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to, to freeze things.
0: Yeah. So another thing I've been playing with is um, spent coffee grounds. I've heard of that. Um, they're apparently like gold. So you can use them and mix them in with your fertilizer. Um, I so I read that you can just throw them on top of your indoor plants and you don't have to worry about mold. And I've tried that twice and we've got mold. So um Mm -hmm. you must have to like mix it in more. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Good to know. Um you can also use them to make like an exfoliating soap, which I have done. Uh you might have received one of those. (laughs) I was gonna say that sounds (laughs) like something uh, seen you yeah <laughs> but you can also do like exfoliating you know like face wash and different things like that with the spent coffee grounds um and I also want to throw this out um cheese rinds if you buy like big like good cheese wheels of cheese yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like the chunk of cheese that outside part is always a little harder um and sometimes you can't really chew it very much um but you can save that I just put them like in a freezer bag again and use them as I need but then toss them in when you're making uh, like a creamy soup, it gives it more flavor and creaminess, saltiness to soup, or even if you're making like rice or barley, quinoa um, or especially risotto. And some of them will like dissolve completely and other ones it stays in like a chunk. And so you just like take that out just like you would fish out like a bay leaf. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that.
1: There's also places um, out there that have services that will deliver you produce from farmers um, who, Instead of going to purchase um, from stores, you can get things like imperfect, imperfect foods or misfit market. And so there's um, Access in delivery to these, you know, more affordable because they are like the misfits. Maybe they're just Deformed a little bit, Um, you know. I've seen commercials on Mm -hmm. TV that have like an eggplant with like an extra like eggplant growing attached to it, or you know, they look kind of funny. And like nothing's wrong with them; they don't taste any different. Um, But just because they don't look like the the perfect grocery store supermarket foods um you can get them a discounted price through the imperfect foods or misfit market i'm sure there's other um services and companies like that out there but those were just two that we're familiar with and that um we've used before so
0: yeah yeah and they're great and they both of those companies have a lot of resources in this world as well and speaking of resources i also just want to throw all and we'll have all this linked in our show notes but um two books that i've really enjoyed in this category Um, One is Cooking Scrappy by Joel Garmon, maybe I didn't pronounce it right, but um, and the other one is Cooking with Scraps by Lindsay Jean Hard. Um, Both books are they're cookbooks, but they're really informational and good tips for like how you can use the scraps and really like you know when you bring an onion home, how do you get the most out of that onion that you paid for as opposed to what most people might do? So I will just throw out like uh, the skins of onions are really nutritious. There's a lot of nutritious in that paper even. And so washing that and saving that and using that in soup stocks um, uh, or even to, to flavor things, you know, putting some of those onion skins when you're making rice and then pull them out just like you would the bay leaf. Um, so I've learned a lot from from both of them. And I will also throw out that Joel Garman Gar... Gar- Gamoran. Gamoran, thank you. I'm like, why can't <laughs> I not pronounce it? Joel Gamoran, he has his own YouTube channel. And one thing that he does that I really like is he'll he'll do like meals in 15 minutes. And he'll like set the timer and he just does it with like whatever random things he has in his house. And maybe it's, I'm sure it could be staged, but he always makes it of like, I just got home, like, here's my timer. Let's see, what do I got this, this and this. And Mm -hmm. so he makes like really good meals in 15 minutes. It's awesome. Um, Anyway, we talked a lot about food. Let's kind of jump into our next maybe more general category are you ready for that ready okay so <laughs> we all know about like well hopefully everyone knows about taking reusable bags to the store that's something that's with covid now seems to be entering back in i know like at aldi now you do need to bring your own bags again or you can buy the, the bags that they have there in other stores and thinking that's probably coming back but one thing that's back for sure um is that instead of using those plastic bags that you use like when you buy produce you can purchase your own mesh bags um and put the put the produce in that so that's less plastic that's being used and just thrown away or whatever you do with it
1: yeah, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to our last episode about um, recycling and composting, we mentioned that we unfortunately cannot recycle um, those plastic grocery store bags in our traditional curbside recycling mm-hmm. bin. They have to be taken back, especially to not necessarily the store that you got them from, um, but a lot of, you know, common bigger stores like Walmart, I think Woodman's, I'm sure all pick these. And pick and save. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have like a- Plastic a bag designated. Laundry. Yeah. A bin up front in the front of their store. You just walk right in through the front door and they have a, a take back plastic bag bin. Then you can just throw them in there. So there has to be a designated plastic bag drop off location. It can't just be your recycling bin mm-hmm. at home.
0: Right. Yeah. So if you get your mesh produce bags, then you don't need to worry about that mm-hmm. or the garbage, <laughs> throwing it right. in the garbage. Yes. Um, it's, it's, they're really helpful.
1: So, we can save glass jars too or plastic containers to reuse them. Um, so kind of along the line with like plastic and um, looking for other, other sources, other uses, we can use these instead of plastic bags for storing things mm-hmm. and also carrying things. Um, I know I've kind of gotten the habit of using glass jars or different plastic containers around the house yeah. um, that I may have purchased something in. So mm-hmm. kind of like getting a bag and bringing it home um we can kind of reuse and repurpose that item the our recycling reduce reuse recycle episode has me to do more of that so yeah so yeah do you have any examples of what you have you done there around your house too? yeah
0: same with the the glass jars um and i used to be like well that's that's a dollar more and it's in a glass jar so i'll get the cheaper one but i don't really do that anymore now i look for the product that like if it has a container I know I can reuse then I will spend a little bit more to get that. Usually they tend to be healthier or more environmentally conscious as well so that makes me feel better that I'm supporting an organization that's that's doing that for a purpose. I recently also saw um plastic free like deodorant that came in a paper in a cardboard tube basically. Oh wow. <laughs> instead of like plastic yeah. casing um so we'll see how that goes but yeah we try to make those changes whenever we can and i do i do like glass jars better there's a lot of ways even like like a jar that olives were in i mean there's a lot of different ways you can use that jar reuse that jar um and it does feel better and you are pretty
1: savvy in my opinion on using (laughs) um beeswax yeah i know i've been lucky enough to be gifted um some of courtney's homemade chapstick and other soaps and Mm -hmm. items that um she's used beeswax in. so i don't have as much experience using that material as she does Mm -hmm.
0: yeah they're really nice same of like use it instead of a plastic bag or instead of like plastic wrap um so like for example it was just Easter, right? And I made mm-hmm. like a, a salad um, to bring to my aunt's house. And it was a small gathering and most of us had COVID vaccines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so uh, instead of like, you know, just like this fancy bowl that didn't have a cover, instead of covering it with plastic wrap to bring it there, I just covered it with the beeswax wrap. And then you can just wash it and reuse it. So again, that's less plastic that's going out um out into the, into the garbage, into the landfills. We also use cloth napkins um, I get them from, well, I'll, I'll take the company in the show notes, um, Marley's Monsters is what they're called. Um, but there's a ton of, I mean, you could even make your own cloth napkins, I just haven't gone that route yet. Um, but my kids love them because they have all sorts of cute patterns and they, they, get, they absorb better the more you wash them. Um, and I've even seen like on paper towels, um there's cloth toilet paper out there I don't know that I'll ever be quite ready to go down that road but yeah that is a thing that you that, can that's do that's dedication that is dedication I'm sure some people do it and you know hats off to them for following through with that and then there's obviously cloth diapers I did I did try cloth diapering for a while did you know that I was gonna ask if you had yeah, I yeah I did okay. I it was uh I think it didn't get a fair shake because of just how things played out um yeah okay. it wasn't terrible okay it was just hard to keep up with it when i was working full-time got at a time
1: so it's more of a circumstantial thing but yeah
0: got it right um yeah um also yeah that okay that's all i had on that well so with the cloth
1: products i remember um Kelly, from the recycling center saying that if we are buying like pre-made um, paper products to at least make sure like paper plates and and um, paper napkins, if you aren't ready to go to the, the cloth level yet, um, that they're, but they're not bleached, um, mm-hmm. that they're natural, because um, if you know you think of like your white paper plates or white napkins um once that material is bleached then it's it takes a lot longer to break down in the landfill yeah. um and it really you know impacts the the sustainability of that product so look for unbleached yeah products and that's the same thing we tell people for nutrition too look for unbleached flour right because yeah, if it's right. white and bleached you know pasta bread whatever um it's
0: not as good for us so. yeah same same rule applies there (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one um did you want to share share on this one tasha that you really got me into this world sure so for all of our ladies
1: out there who are listening or um our female listeners there's been a huge surge in reusable um menstrual products so that I think that's become more in demand just in the last few years because, um, again, ladies, as you know, going to the store every month to restock on our paper sanitary products is not only expensive, and it really is, it adds up, um, but it's extremely wasteful. And so there's a lot of options out there. We'll include some of these links and options in our um, uh, episode notes at the end of the show, so be sure to check out that list. Um, but there's everything from menstrual cups to pads to... Um, undies and really cute colors and Mm -hmm. styles. So again, I think with the increase in demand for this market, there's been an increase in variety as well.
0: Yeah, and I'm proud to say I use all those things in there. Well, not the reusable pads, just the the underwear and the cups. And um, they're great. They really work really well. Um, We also just wanted to throw out just use thinking about, you know, where you can support companies that have that sustainability mission. I think it makes it easier to pay a little bit more for those products. Um, So we'll link some of those in the show notes, but anytime you can use things that are reducing the, the plastic or the, or the products that you need, reducing the packaging, I think those are always worth supporting and really help to fight the cause. Uh, Do you have anything else to add, Tasha? I don't think so. Okay. I hope this was helpful. Yeah. I think this has been a great episode. Hopefully people got something from it. Yeah. We had a lot of fun preparing for it and um, stay tuned. So I know we, hopefully you've been enjoying getting weekly hits from us with new episodes. We do have another one coming out soon after this is done in early May. We are partnering with one of our PAs here, Jill. Um, to talk about women's health. So if you do have any questions or anything you really hope that we talk about, please send us an email and let us know so we can make sure to cover those topics with her. Other than that, we hope you have a great Earth, happy, what, Earth Day, Earth Month. And I saw there's like a reducing waste, food waste day is in April as well. So If you're listening to this in April, happy Earth Everything Month. (laughs) And thanks for listening. Yeah. I'm so glad we got to talk about wellness today, Tasha. And thanks to our audience for joining us. If you have any questions from today's episode or a myth you'd like us to bust, send us an email. For our Wellness Center participants, if you'd like to dive in deeper on anything we discussed today, give us a call or an email and we'll schedule a coaching appointment. Everyone can find us on YouTube and Facebook at Waukesha Employee Health and Wellness. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from so you never miss an episode. Join us on the first Tuesday of every month for Taco Tuesday. Until then, bye everyone.